everybody. I'm Cameron. And I'm Zach. I know everything. I know two seasons of things. And this, this is the Watching You Watch podcast. Oh, yes. yes so you're yes. here, Zach. You made it. I, I, indeed. We're starting season three of Game of Thrones. How, how are you feeling, Zach? Are you... I, I, my mind, body, and soul are here. And intact? I, debatable. I mean, George R. R. Martin hasn't ripped too much of it away yet. He, I'm only letting him take it off in tidbits because he'll take, yeah. bite off more than he can chew and not like finish a, his books. Like a breakaway chocolate bar. Like a Kit Kat. Like a Kit Kat. Out of my soul. Your soul is a Kit Kat. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's anyway. why you hear snapping noises when yeah. I'm sad. It's just like your little. That was my turn. Yep. So if you've been following along with us, um, you've been witnessing Zach's. Um, fun times through Game of Thrones, and if this is your first episode of the Watching You Watch podcast, um, we recap shows with a theme that, um, in this case, I've seen the show before, and Zach has not. As and best so, as I can. Yes. Uh, he, he, he hides from the internet to avoid spoilers as best as he can. It's hard. But in the meantime, I ask him leading questions, because I know everything that's happening. Yeah, So sure. it's, it's, a, it's a fun time, isn't it, Zach? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm excited this season started off, I don't know, I don't know if it's necessarily quite as epically, but because we're covering so many people's stuff, but stuff is happening, stuff obviously, is happening. and it's interesting. Although I will comment that there was a, a great lack of Theon, which is phenomenal. Isn't that perfect? That's okay, he can just Don't we away. like that? He can just die off screen. <laughs> so we just watched episode one of season three, entitled Valor do Hyrus. Um, and it's kind of an answer to the finale episode of last season, which was titled uh, Valar Margulis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Because um, there was a lot more ghouls. <laughs> I mean, and if by ghouls you mean faceless men and White Walkers. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, why don't you take us away, Zach, with your highlights of this episode? Okay, so... Uh... Not exactly sure what's happened with the Night's Watch, but Sam runs around and is like, hey, are you alive? And then the person's holding his head in his hand. He's like, you're probably not alive, and turns around to see a White Walker, and his bros kill him. It's like, Sam, did you send the Ravens? And he's like, oh, no, you had one job. I'm like, wow, they literally dropped that line. But evidently, (laughs) a lot of the Night's Watches survived, and Sam was supposed to send the Ravens. There's no real context of how he got past, like, the army of White Walkers or, like, anything. They just didn't ride the fatty. But whatever. Uh, so that situation is amorphous and weird. But John um, gets into Wildling land and he goes backstage into Mance Raider's um, camper. And <laughs> Egret's all like, look what I brought home. I brought a crow. And some guy's like, oh, yeah, I eat crows for breakfast. Well, so without milk. And he's like, oh, crap. I'm really in deep now. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically... Uh, the first person is not Mance, is what I assume. It was not Mance. And then other person, who I assume to be more Mance-like, he has a lot more metal hair, walks forward <laughs> and is all like, so why'd you, why do you want to be a wildling? Why do you want to be in our band? And he's like, I play bass. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, because I want to like truly serve and like take care of the threats that are happening in the North, not let people murder babies in front of me. It's like, hmm, legit. 
all right, you're in. Get him the wristbands. <laughs> and that's pretty much the Jon Snow thing. So he, Jon Snow actually did okay this episode, which was nice. For a change. I mean, it was about 50% pouting, 50% character growth. You know, and 50% knowing a little bit more than nothing. <laughs> normal no, for John. no, no, no. no, no. Yeah, okay, so he still We're knows still nothing. We're still at 100%, not 150 just 100% yet. knows nothing. <laughs> yes. That's actually, then I guess he's at 200%. 200% knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. What else? Really excited to see Marjorie do things. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of jumping up episode order, but... Yeah, just go in any order, um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, there's this whole thing where she basically goes to, like, an orphanage, and they're like, your family did great protecting these walls from the bad people, and we're going to help you. And evidently, she's always been doing this kind of work, so it's like, oh my gosh, she's like the antithesis of Joffrey, and it's phenomenal, because he's like, charity? Is that even in the dictionary? What is this compassion? <laughs> and the best part about it is her mother, like... His mother is all like, oh, well, don't you look such and such? He's like, oh, don't you look such and such? And it's funny because they're like having this word battle and Joffrey's squirming there knowing that he can't just like nose into the conversation because they're yeah. fighting with words. And Loris is just there just like, what's he, going on, guys? He's simpering. It's phenomenal. <laughs> like he has no idea how awful it is. Oh, it's so good. It is so but good. But that's, that's an interesting development. Also, Tyrion tries to take his... Um, claim to Castle Rock because he points out that his brother is a knight and therefore cannot marry and his father's like seriously you're just lucky that I let you be around here I'll give you suitable place to be and whatever and probably find you a good wife to make sure our family still looks good but don't expect you know like a parade and a box of chocolates every time you go into battle and get stuff I have plenty of scars get over it so yeah. he basically tells Tyrion to like suck it up and also oh very bad point that he throws his lit. if he ever catches another whore in his bed he will hang her and that's not great yeah we're immediately like oh no Shay well Rose first then Shay but yeah. still I don't want to lose either which brings me to my other one of the highlights of the episode was actually uh Littlefinger is all like hey Sansa like do you want to get out of here and she's like yes but how and he's like you have to do exactly what I say and she's like cool and meanwhile Rose and Shay are talking and they're all like uh, Rose totally calls Shay on like not being highborn, which is funny because that's like her whole thing to Tyrion. He's like, "Oh, I'm highborn from across the seas," and he's like, "Or I'm mysterious and I'm not going to tell you anything." Exactly, but she knows immediately. Yeah, <laughs> what's what's up? And she's basically just like word of advice to you know people who had to work their way up from the bottom. Uh, be careful for your for Sansa because Baelish is bad news. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> kind of ominous. Yeah, like it was it was such like a tongue-in-cheek little conversation and then immediately she sees that they're done with the conversation, she drops that and is like, oh. oh yeah, that little bomb. No. <laughs> so things aren't getting any better for poor Sansa. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sir Davos lives, which yes, is great. He lost alive. his he lost his knuckles and also his kassan, mm, uh, which sucks yeah. a lot. And uh, he actually gets saved by his pirate friend, which I just thought that he died off screen, but he's alive. And he calls in the favor to go and see um, Stannis, which Stannis has basically just been holed up in his thing, like being like Lord of Light, Lord of Light forever, uh, burn all the infidels yep. at the behest of Melisandre. So against his good friend Pirate Man, uh he Sir Devos walks in there and is all like, um, so how's it going? You're still the true king. 
And also, you should really get this lady out of here. Like, seriously, she's bad news. And like, then I'm Melis- about to murder her. And Melisandre's all like, oh, well, you know, I, I could have basically... All the predictions I said, she said, like, I could have stopped people from burning in the fire. Can't you hear their screams? Da, 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 da. And it's like, don't worry, your son wasn't led astray. He was, you know, he died the most pure death there is by fire. And he's like, I'm gonna cut you. And she's like, I'll pray for you. Go I love To it. the dungeon. I love her. She's just like, she's she sends him away and he's she's like, I'll be praying for you. It's like, so backhanded. Oh, <laughs> it sucks. Yes. Anyway. But, so that's that. And let's see. Uh, in Heron Hall, uh, Robert gets there with Stark crew. Yeah. And they see that basically Lannisters have left camp and pretty much murdered everyone there, but like a very fortunate maester. And he's all like, put mummy in a cell. And Talisa's like, really? And he's like, I'm the boss, and he pulls up his big boy pants, <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. That that's honestly about all we got from Camp Stark, other than just like, dang, that yeah. sucks. <laughs> and what about Daenerys? Uh, she is now in Slaver Central, trying to buy herself an army. Her dragons are getting bigger and fishing and being awesome. And he's like, they need to be bigger, faster. And he's like, listen, honey, just like you can't make a chia pet grow faster, nor can you make your dragons grow faster. And she's like, I need the soldiers now. <laughs> so they start looking over these soldiers who are made to be like, basically soulless husks made to war and it's I don't know I was half expecting Jorah to understand the language they were saying and then just tell her that they're being butts and her to just burn them on the spot (laughs) (laughs) but it just then goes to her basically it comes down just like wow this sucks for them this is not great and the slavers like just seriously she comes into like the slave capital of Westeros and is all like (laughs) this what a little noob yep and she he's Jorah's all like, well, listen, let's buy them. You'll give them a better life than they've had. And she's like, oh, look, a kid playing with the ball. And the kid's like, hey, let's play ball. And she's like, cool. And then all of a sudden, there's a freaking death scorpion. Yep. And um, out of freaking nowhere, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sir Knight Barista comes out and is like, you don't want to play with these. They're poisonous. Also, get out of here, demon baby. And she's like, and then just like teleports <laughs> and i was just just like thank god the episode ended because i couldn't handle any more of that creepy child <laughs> <laughs> but sir barristan selmy comes to the rescue and saves daenerys from yeah i didn't even know who he was because he wasn't in gold oh the only other thing that happened is that braun had some <laughs> some fun character growth where and he asked for a raise yeah that was wonderful uh <laughs> was pretty phenomenal <laughs> i might have to give him best plan <laughs> oh my gosh oh my god because he can definitely receive a raise oh, and perfect. be able to save Tyrion for it <laughs> i don't know although no actually i i have better thoughts on that but that's just my silly thought <laughs> but that's about all i can think of that stood out to me from the recap yeah that's a that's a lot though i'm, I'm there's a lot of stuff there's, there's a lot a, of stuff happening and it's, i'm really excited to see what's happening with everything and no no Arya. Yeah, although, no Arya. Although, important to note that Baelish was using Arya as a chip to try and get Sansa out of the city, which is funny. I love how everyone in King's Land is like, oh, oh, we have Arya, oh, we have Arya, oh, we and have Arya. Like, no, no one, one has Arya. Yeah, no one has Arya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, here we are. It's the first episode of season three. It's a lot about kind of establishing where everybody's at after kind of everything fell apart at the end of the last season, and now oh, yeah. we're back here. Mm-hmm. and back together um and it's also clearly about establishing some new directions some new dynamics we've got you know Mance and John we got Marjorie in the capital we got 
you know, all these kind of new dynamics that we... New places, new dynamics. Yeah. Oh, boy. So I kind of wanted to go through some of these things and kind of talk about them. First off, we have to talk, do, we have to talk about uh, Mance in the North. Hmm. What were what was your first impressions of Mance? Um, you know, we've heard him talked about a lot. We heard that he's a former crow. Um, that he, you know, like the the wildlings are quick to bring that up. Actually, that he's like the crow who turned on them and saw like the value of of being a wildling. Yeah. So yeah, and that's interesting because it's. I thought it was very interesting that basically they're prepared to kill him on the spot and they give him, give him a good reason why he wanted to join their camp. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He just seems like a very smart re- leader. I don't know. It it I know he's not necessarily the most savory character, but he's a character that makes you think, is the Night's Watch all that great? Are they are they good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, and he also has that whole thing where he's just like, oh, like we don't kneel for anybody like north of the wall when John like is kneeling. Yeah, exactly. There. <laughs> Your grace. You know, it's weird to me cuz like to amass all these followers and have everybody here, it seems like you have to be a pretty charismatic guy who's really kind of wrapped up in power. Or yeah, at least that's, that's kind of the dynamic. He's strong. That yeah, and it seemed that way. He else. seemed charismatic, and like by the way the people followed him, just by the way he carried himself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's definitely a leader type, but I, I'll definitely want to know more before I make all the judgments, and I also want them to play live at my wedding. Men's <laughs> <laughs> Raider and, and the, the Wildlings. wildlings. <laughs> I, I need that it. That was my terrible guitar. Uh, and the giant is on the drums. <laughs> yes. Or Which, no, that was also he, cool. He's just thumping like a pole. Just to, a pole into and, the ground. And, yes, that's all he's doing. It's <laughs> <laughs> <to> a beat. <laughs> nice. I I need this at all of the special gatherings. There we go. I'm I'm already... I, this, is, this is already great. Uh, it just gets better the more I see camp. <laughs> the camp wildly and like egrets the groupie everywhere <laughs> yeah no she's the one at the merch stand that's like yes, gouging the, people that's true she's the she's <laughs> like the twenty dollar t-shirt no this is a 50 because limited edition it was signed by him is that a ketchup stain no that's a signature okay <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and then like she like gets the money for it and then she turns around and counts it smells it and then she's like suckers <laughs> Suckers, this isn't even the real merch stand. <laughs> it's just pieces of paper on white t-shirts. Nice. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. so so that's that. Um, we also get to see Tywin um, really in a new environment, not in really like a war context um, anymore for this first time. And the first time we really see that is when he he's, is having this conversation with Tyrion. He's way in the books. It's like that's the thing. He has he goes. He's either war or bookkeeping. Like he is one. He's got to have OCD. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Tywin's real hang-up with Tyrion is? I that mean, he may not necessarily be blood, but he has to say is because saying he's not blood would be a bigger blow to the family, and yeah. it's highly implied. <laughs> Yeah. Highly implied in that scene. Right. It's like, he's going to take care of him because he has his name on it, but my goodness, is he mad that he killed his wife, which was the way to make more heirs, and also that he can never prove that he is or is not his son. Right. But the most honorable thing for the family to do is say, yes, he is my son. It's interesting because they're in this, like, very private space, and, like... And he doesn't even... And the funny thing is, he I imagine even before the scene started, he had written that whole letter, and Tyrion was just sitting there waiting to start yep. the conversation, and finally he got fed up after, like, yep. 20 minutes of writing. It was like, here we go. That yep. was the implication that I was getting from that scene. Yeah. And yet, like, Tywin, like... 
and seriously drops like a truth bomb on Tyrion about how he actually feels about all this. There is no like beating around the bush anymore. Exactly. It's like, yeah, there's no chance you're ever getting any inheritance from me other than what is reasonable within my standard, which is not at all what he is truly intended to as his son. Yeah. And yet I find this interesting. Before this scene even takes place, <laughs> Cersei comes to comes visit. In. Uh, and Tyrion. she's worried that yeah. he's just going to drop the whole, hey, did you know that you have a bastard son thing? Right. And it's like, what what things are you... Like, like all that, the Joffrey stuff, and that's what she's worried about, and it's she like, knows. She knows where Tyrion stands with their dad, but even despite that, even she's, then she's like, worried. worried about what he Because she wouldn't say. want anything, and it's funny, because you're thinking the idea of slander. And it's funny, because the only time he's ever, like, brought up his her sister sissy's wrongdoings is when she had like someone beaten for stealing a necklace yes which was rightfully so and evidently and that was forever ago because like he says that she was nine and he could not have been much older so Mm. this goes to show just how significant this meeting must be because they haven't talked for probably decades right i mean that it's been a while you know and she's and yet at the same time she's so worried that he'll tattle and it's funny because it's the one thing she can control since she can't control her out of control son at the very least she can keep we kind of had that realization last last season that she could no longer control joffrey at all and like although it's funny the thing is he's still kind of you saw in the whole thing with marjorie he he still couldn't like step and be like that's my wife don't talk smack about her but he's not quite quick enough or anything to do that speaking of marjorie i do want to talk about her because she's another one of these new dynamics that i feel like we have to get to when we first see her in this episode she's hanging out with some orphans (laughs) so what do you think about this she's trying to win over the people which is phenomenal because if she's vying to be queen she doesn't necessarily need joffrey which that answers my my second question was which was going to be do you think there's an ulterior motive oh a hundred percent so you don't think that marjorie is just doing and i feel as if the I I feel like there's some of that, but in the same respect, I feel as if there's definitely more. She knows this is the perfect time to be good to the little people mm-hmm. for her. She knows how to play the game, and I feel that's part of the reason why Cersei like jumps on her, because she knows that her son's not going to do anything, so she's just venting her anger at the situation at her, which is funny, because right. it's one thing she can do, because she can't backtalk her son, but boy howdy, can she backtalk yeah. Marjorie. <laughs> And I love how, like, it, it, it's very evident that, like, Cersei knows that, like, Marjorie's, going on. Yeah, Marjorie's a player. Like, when she comes, when when they have that dinner scene there, like, the first thing that she points yeah, out oh, is, Oh, look like, at how much skin you're showing. Yeah, look how much skin you're showing. And Marjorie's just like, oh, we have we have warm blood. And then she kind of, like, smiles and smirks, too, And, like, to you know, flirts and, and Joffrey, and she's just like... Gosh dang it! Yeah, stop it. and she's like, it, like she was clearly trying to like dismantle like whatever like she was going Marjorie to do was trying to do before she could even start before she could even start. But like it totally backfires, and Cersei's just like, oh whatever. She's like, oh man, not another one of me in King's Landing. <laughs> if who who do you think's gonna win that Marjorie hundred percent war? Marjorie, <laughs> like <laughs> done. La- that cat fight is hands down is gonna be Marjorie. Mama's done. Mama's done. Lay down. <laughs> oh man. Well, I I just love the dynamic that's really established yeah, there. No, it's I, a, it's yeah, a great I'm dynamic. excited for King's Landing again because before, like, it was just going to be sort of like depressing. Yes. <laughs> and things still aren't necessarily getting better there. No, but they still, aren't. they aren't. Um, okay. Well, I want to also talk about another big scene that happened. 
in King's Landing, and that's of course um, with Littlefinger and Sansa, oh and he's, it's a really it's interesting getting, scene. It's getting creepy. I'm afraid that he's trying to get his waifu young. Okay, so what, if is that what it is? Is that what Littlefinger really wants, with Sansa? What do you think it is? I I don't know. Like that's the thing. I feel like it's too shallow because he can't have Catelyn have her daughter because she's so like her. I feel as if that's sort of part of it, but I feel as if it's more, my inkling is that it's more, get one of the daughters, give it to Catelyn, get eternally grateful from her. Uh, okay. That's but what see, I feel like, his angle like, is. Like, Rose seems to imply something more... Sinister. sinister and that's why i think things like maybe i don't know like what he'll want to do and that's why i like i said it that way but he'll definitely if he has the chance to have control over sansa he'll bargain her off to catelyn a lot less savorly mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and yet he admits to, to sansa there like if i help you it's gonna mean like you have to treat him basically yeah you're gonna have to leave a drop of the hat and yeah and that's true but i don't know if that's necessarily true I don't know. I mean, it would kind of be that way, but in the same respect, I could see Joffrey just as he'd be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I feel as if he knows a way to weasel his way out of it. There's, I mean, like, a honest, lot though, of like, planning behind this, and I still, don't like, like it. still, like, regardless of anything that she can do or be, or, like, she's still, still like, Still a Lannister bargain chip. Yeah, she's still a bargaining chip, and, like, that's, that's uh, something that the Lannisters aren't gonna let go of too quickly. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, like, I'm very apprehensive about everything with that, and especially since Rose said something, because she is a very smart cookie. She is. So I don't necessarily know what will happen, but all I know is that there's a lot of there's a lot of bad things that could happen as opposed to good things. True. If you weigh it on a scale. <laughs> um, well, let's let's move on to Daenerys then. Um, we okay. we see Daenerys in a really interesting spot. She's got devotion. She's got money. She doesn't have an army, though, and that's but she the has a chance thing. to buy one. And she has the chance to buy one. Um, first yeah. off, how do you think she's going to purchase all those those slaves for her army? And yeah, do you I'm think wondering she'll if she has that it? much wealth because even if that entire ship's hold was full of riches, which seems unlikely, like it's kind of weird. It's like I thought she had more people than that, but whatever. Um, I. I don't know. I I was honestly expecting her to whip out her dragons and be like, "Yo, free!" <laughs> I I just have this very sus- suspicion that she's just going to have the slaves turn against the slave masters because if you think about it, if you're charismatic to turn the slaves against slaves masters in almost any situation, you'll win. Except these slaves are very well they're trained. They're very well trained. They're very programmed too. They're called yeah. the Unsullied, and they go through a very rigorous. Uh, yeah, they're castrated. They are like made to like murder a baby so that they show that they can like they don't have any weakness even murdering something right. helpless in front of their mother. I mean, it's like their training is nuts. They said I don't remember how many days they said they were standing out in the sun and their armor not moving. Yeah, it's. I mean, a guy gets his nuts. nipple cut off. Yeah, and just he's to just make like, thank point. you. And it's like, and it's like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And yet Daenerys says something kind of off the cuff, though, as they're leaving. She says something to the effect of, like, what kind of person does this make me if I purchase them? Yeah. So do you think she's going to go through with it? I... I don't know. Okay, I'm still staying with my. She's going to like save them through dragon fire and not having to use money. <laughs> That's what I feel. I feel as if I understand, especially her as a person, would have moral quandaries with this because she just came from a situation where it's like, you know, there's these people, they choose to follow me, and it's like, and it's the whole thing where 
when she like saved the other people they were like the witch lady killed her husband yeah <laughs> and she just has a soft heart but she doesn't uh, she's very apprehensive at this point yeah, and understandably she makes it very so clear, like there are like with me there are no slaves there exactly are, and, and she's like, about free nation free. and that's what she told to everyone and she says getting these people i think she understands it's gonna be hard because I, I, can you reprogram free will back into them will she truly be able to have a free state and it would totally contradict her message that this army that follows her without thought and then you just basically sits and waits on her beck and call right so that's the thing but then there's also the the pouty i want my army now yeah part of her that there is that it's that where are my dragons yeah part of her yeah she has some of that highborn yeah she does but in the most pleasant way of anyone in the series yeah Sort of, if you don't want to get burned. Yeah. Uh, and and Jorah's good... still being the voice of reason, because it's true. Because if she wants to do things, he's looking in, not necessarily in her best interest, but in what she wants and doing it the best he can. This is the best option. Buying an army is her best option, because right. amassing an army due to strength. Like, he told us, like, you know, Khaleesi, people follow you when you true yourself to be a true Kalasar, and you have strength. Yeah, and she's like, no, they'll, they'll love me because they'll love me. And he's like, no, yeah. no, 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 you don't get it. You like, don't get it. That's the, not how it works over here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. But the thing of it is, is, is I can see why Jorah wants to do that, because get a huge army get dothraki because mm-hmm. <laughs> it would not be very inconceivable for other dothraki camps to be like wow she done good and then mm-hmm. to join in the ranks with these other people but yeah i don't know i i know that they're both apprehensive for a lot of reasons right and and i i don't know and that's part of the reason why i feel she's going to go full on set the slaves free thing is because she asks exactly how many there are <laughs> she's not looking for a small amount of she needs them. a lot of soldiers though to take westeros exactly if so she's gonna do it so we'll see i don't know but it's interesting yeah well, okay, let's move on then to our weekly wrap-up questions. Uh, we saw not a huge amount of Stark stuff. We didn't see Arya or Rick, Rick on her brand this episode. Yeah, I want to see what they're doing, but um, I'm assuming that's next episode. So, yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see. So or whatever. What, what, uh, who gets Stark of the Week this week? Uh, this, again, there's just not a lot of Stark stuff going on. Yeah, this and that's the thing. So this is why I, I think I said in the recap... I think I might actually... Can I count Jon Snow in this? Sure. I've always said you could count Jon. I a, honestly want to give it to Jon because of all the Starks this time around, I feel he did the coolest thing. Because he... The thing with it is everything else was handed to him, but this, he had to take the initiative and seize, you know, making it through Wildling initiation. Yeah, and he had, he had to really, like, make up that answer, like, on the spot. And the and, and part of it is, is you could kind of tell it wasn't necessarily made up. Well, yeah, I was going to say the best thing about that is, like, it's not entirely un- true yeah exactly it's not entirely untrue and you kind of see the point where it's like will he truly be a double agent yeah there's a lot of ambiguity about that at this moment yeah which is interesting yeah Okay, uh, so Jon Snow gets it, and I think this is this the is first, first time no, for Season John. 3, first time, because everything else he's done to this point has been pouting <laughs> or getting teased by Egret. That's that's true. Um, who played the game the best this episode, though? Hmm. A, lot of, a lot of people who were definitely making some really strong strong moves I, think. I this is why i want to give it to marjorie because i feel okay. like she's doing a very good job winning over the people also holding her own against cersei and i mean obviously holding her place she's like 
just flourishing in this position that she's been given and she's like taking stuff and it's great because I love how she's saying like you know she talked to the nun who was in charge of the origin come to me no directly to me and she like makes a very big point of this yeah so you can tell she's running her own game which is great right and the, to me there's just this like beautiful ambiguity of whether or not she's doing it because she's playing the game or if she's doing it like because she's charitable yeah like because on one hand like she walks through like poop water and ruins her dress. <laughs> and, and it's like, but I can get another and one. And she's like, I have more dresses. And, but at the same, like, so there's that side. But then she's also doing it in, like, a very public place, like, a lot of people watching. And, yeah, like, she made sure that there's this whole thing about, the like, car it was being like, set down for a while and then getting out. It was a little bit like theater, you know? Yeah. I, there's a lot of theater with hers. That's how I feel. Yeah. But the thing with it is, is it, yeah, at this point, it is kind of hard to tell whether she is an okay person or whether she's just really playing the game because mm -hmm. at this point that is probably one of the best things you could do because placating the populace right now would be very smart because there are very few people who do not want the Lannisters dead the f yes. other than Lannisters other than Lannisters <laughs> even some Lannisters don't, don't <laughs> want certain Lannisters to be alive yes um well yeah <laughs> um okay well so um best best death worst worst death is uh, what we would oh, go to we next need worst to. plan well, we would, we'll do that next. I was going to say, well, we can get to that right now, actually, because I was going to say there really wasn't anybody who died this episode besides one scorpion that uh, I can think of. Yeah. So we can really huh. skip best death, the worst death this episode. Yeah, we're going to try to remember it, but we're gonna it's, try it's to. weird. Well, I mean, I guess you can sort of just count the massacre at Heron Hall as one sort of well, altogether yeah, but never, thing. It didn't happen on camera. We just exactly. kind of saw the aftermath of it. Yeah, and that's the thing, and that's what we've seen a lot more of recently. It's not been so much high action and stabbing as it was in, like, season one. Correct. As it's been like, oh my god, this has happened. Yeah. So then, we're, then we were, well, let's move on to best plan, worst plan. You know, like, like I said, this episode is about establishing kind of the direction for what people want during season three. So it's very clear what their plans are moving forward. So who had the best one, who had the worst one? Okay, so plans. Yeah, because Marjorie's crown. Oh, man. I honestly, what's kind of sad is I feel as if Tyrion might get worst plan. Because, oh, for attempting to yeah, get for attempting to get some rock. from his father. The thing with it is, it was good and bad for him. But it was really bad because I don't know. The thing with it is, it's bad for all of his plans. It's kind of good for him overall because he'll you know probably be able to get out of that hole, do a little bit more stuff. But it's going to be all under Daddy's control, and he's going to go to a place where he's probably going to be able to be like monitored more easily and just all this stuff. So it's like a plan that backfired in about the worst way on him. Kind of funny because he goes from like winning like the crown and then, every and yeah, episode and he last tried, time and the thing with it is, is that was his best that was his best play at this point yeah now he's stuck and he knows he's under daddy's thumb yep and i mean if there was a time to report cersei it would have been then after asked base and the thing that is is what he did was disrespectful because he was literally asking for his inheritance before his father was dead <laughs> Yeah, but like it, at the same time, he's never been officially named heir in the way the like Jamie being a Kingsguard. Yep. So, so it was not an unreasonable claim, but it was definitely not the best one to make, and it's really sad because it blew up in his face. It did. So then, who has the best plan this episode? Hmm. I mean, I I was thinking more along the worst plans because it was a toss up between him and Devos. Because oh. I knew Devos was gonna go and lose. But I don't know. Tyrion's went worse, like just the 
teeniest bit worse. <laughs> Davos is not great, but the I mean, thing that it is, is yeah. he, I feel he has a lot greater chance of living than Tyrion does at this point, sadly. Davos is in prison right now, though. Yeah, but, eh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I... I feel strongly for both of them that they're gonna make it through, but what stinks is that Davos kind of knew that it wouldn't necessarily happen, and maybe something may move forward for him, but Tyrion, without a shadow of a doubt, knows that his plan has failed. That's true. Okay, uh, so... best. Yeah, best. Uh, um... Hmm... <sighs> it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> There's not know. a lot of good plans moving forward. Honestly. What about like uh, Littlefinger and Do whatever I, he's doing with no, Sansa? I don't even I don't even like it. Like, there's just a lot of bad things that have been put into motion. <laughs> I honestly think I have to give it to uh, Daenerys buying an army for her. In the in the timeline where she wants things to happen, that's yeah. about her best option. That's a good one. It's 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 decent, but I can't honestly think of someone else who has a better play at this point. I mean, I gave Marjorie the crown. I can't really give her a plan because things have just you're right. And it's not like rolling. we've really ever seen her s say that. Oh, I'm doing this because I want this so that this happens. Yeah. Like, so, and especially since I'm not sure if it's a crown play, and since I know that Daenerys is like buying an army mm -hmm. and like we speculated before her buying an army is going to help her in the long run get more followers and have more things happen in her way because unfortunately being charismatic is not just enough you actually have to have power to right. start throwing That's, your way yeah around. that was definitely jorah's point and it'll be interesting to see if she takes that lesson to heart yeah with all it's, this it's very true especially over where she is yeah Okay, um, well, Zach, it's a different kind of dynamic than what it was at the end of last season. Very, this season is very different. It's interesting. So, do you feel any more hopeful? I mean, in your recap of season two, you said that it was like a three and a half. I feel a lot more hopeful. I honestly put it on the 50-50, so I'm at a five. Nice. Because, this, I don't know, I'm just excited about the things I'm seeing. It's interesting. There's lots of time for stuff to play out. We're going to see whether I'm going to be hopeful or less hopeful as time goes on. But yeah. this episode honestly brought me up. I'm more excited to see the show rather than, like, anxious. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> it could go either way. Yeah. So I'm really at the point where it could go either way. I'm not more anxious than I am. And that's kind of how I do it, unfortunately, at this point. Because there's no exactly one victories. team that I can root for because it's it's split across characters and even then sometimes it's kind of like... Eh. Yeah, like, you feel kind of weird rooting for the Starks because you also like Daenerys. Yeah, exactly. Like... And it's sad. Yeah, because you know that at some point people you like are going to have to face off because they have differing yeah. like ideologies and everything. Yeah. Well, as always, Zach, it's a pleasure to watch you watch, and I'm glad that we can kick off here with season three. No, I need to catch up so the I, the internet is not as mired with spoilers. Yeah, that's part of the reason why we're doing the, doing this. I think so so quickly. We did take kind of a longer ish break between seasons one yeah. and two. I mean, we take time editing, but we sort of factor that into our timetable. We're starting to mix in other watching you watches as we go, but Correct. hopefully to give you stuff more. On a regular schedule. Yes, more on a regular basis. But, so, unfortunately, yeah. we have weird Stay tuned for that, too. Like, we want to we wanna be able to do more. We want to be able to hear from you. If you yes. have any questions you have for uh, Zach that you would like us to 
to uh, always to ask willing and go to discuss over. fan theories. <laughs> so, uh, or if you just are interested in seeing Zach's pain as he goes through these yeah. ag- some of these agonizing, or you moments. could be nice and just send like nice nerd things my way, like gifts of dogs or like animes you, or whatever. He, he might need some like cute puppy gifts after some of these sad moments oh. sometimes. Oh boy. You may just want to keep one of those like on file just to send to him. <laughs> send like sorry for your loss of character. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but yes, if you are interested in doing any of that, you can connect with us on our YouTube channel. Maybe you're watching this on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh you can connect with us on Twitter or Tumblr. So yeah, just oh. check those places Ooh. out. And on the iTunes. Leave the ratings, leave the That's stuff. That's true, yeah. Whatever we can do to improve. Let us know. Or if you think hey, maybe there's a section you feel that we should add. And yes. I don't know. Eh, depending on what you send maybe we'll divulge and like go back on things maybe i'll like write a response on tumblr or something it just depends on what you guys send us yeah so bottom line just you know we'd like to hear from you Mm -hmm. so uh there's that and um yeah you'll be able to we'd we'd love to be able to feature you in this uh, you know as much too we're in like the third season which if you're really thinking about it right now that's like halfway through we'll have everything that's out there at this point. At this point. And we're getting almost to the point where you said, like, what, there's, like, two more seasons, and they aren't quite as big, so we're almost right. getting so, to the half of what the proposed show will be. Right, so that at the at the time of this recording, um, you know, seasons seasons seven and eight, I guess, have been kind of announced, and that, that they're going to be shorter. Don't know what that means yet. Maybe we're going to get shorter but like or like a fewer amount of episodes but they're longer and they're more action packed kind of like something. Yeah. everything it's like if every episode was like the Blackwater episode of season 2 then like, yeah, I'd be okay I, with that I, being yeah, too shorter I probably couldn't handle 10 episodes of that my heart would stop <laughs> so and in, for those of you who have seen season 6 you know kind of just how where everything was at in terms of like tension and anxiety all throughout that season <laughs> yes. and I, you know I don't Again, I don't Ugh. like Zach said. I don't know. I could make it through ten episodes of that back to back to back to back. So I'm thinking this is a really good decision that they made. But we'll we'll see how this pans out in the long term. It's all gonna be it's gonna be some time before Zach makes it there. Yeah, so we'll see. we'll see. So, but anyway, Zach, any any more thoughts on on season three? I'm excited. I, I think you had mentioned to me before that this is a, def- a different feel than the first two seasons, and I'm kind of glad for it because I feel as if the the show itself has like reached its stride as we're gonna cover like characters all over the place and we're going to do it in this very tangible way i feel as if in season two it was still feeling that out but now i feel like we kind of got it i know right. we didn't hit every character but i feel like every character we hit regardless of how big their scene was it was meaningful and really good yep yep so it's like we got our feet on the ground and now we're ready to kind of change things up yeah and here I we are i don't know yeah because we're finally into the, like we've definitely gotten out of the opening act because like this war started and that's the big world conflict and there's yep. like other things to come and there's going to obviously be a drop when like you know the dragons and the white walkers and everything start just like clashing all the time and yeah so i'm excited it's going to be a good season obviously because there's more of them (laughs) (laughs) that's one thing that i can that's sort of that's the that's the plus side of watching it behind everybody else the downside is the spoilers which are everywhere and also the what happens when i don't have more syndrome yeah there's that withdrawal oh dear oh well we I'll all have we all get like that sometimes it's okay i have plenty i'm of like that games. right now with no uh with no season seven yet <laughs> excellent he just has to feed <laughs> off my tears oh um, yeah they are life-sustaining so <laughs> so yeah if if you're doing this do it with your friends 
and I don't know, just you have a good one. May the dragons be with you and all that. Yeah, and all of that. So we'll see you next time.